0: Witches, welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Lauren Colletti. If this is your first time joining me, welcome. I thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, Sup Witches has evolved over the last when did I start? Maybe like six to eight months ago. And I'm really excited and happy in the direction that it is going. So in this show, I like to talk on all topics. This is the TMI podcast. Nothing doesn't go here. Um, I try to use as little of a filter as possible because I find that raw expression and vulnerability is really what brings people together and makes us all connect and relatable. So I hope you can find some inspiration, some truth, some wisdom, and definitely some laughs in these conversations. So I wanted to talk today about something that I bring to you with a heavy heart. I was very excited, as some of you know, if you've been listening to this show, that I was offered a job after being unemployed for three months which has been extremely difficult for me. I didn't realize how unemployment affects a person's mental health. Uh, For me, I've always worked since I was 17, and work, believe it or not, although it may suck and it may be unenjoyable, it directly correlates to our sense of self, our sense of identity, and our sense of worth. And in November, I quit my job on a whim because my intuition was telling me to do so, I think. And this is something I've been battling with the last few weeks because I wanted to trust and believe that the universe had more out there for me. I was destined for more. I was very unhappy in my job. It was extremely unfulfilling. And still to this day, I believe there's so much more to life than working a nine to five, which you hate just to get by and pay the bills. I don't believe that's what life is about. Although American culture and Western society will have us believe that, I simply refuse to subscribe to that notion. So I quit my job and I've had zero income the last three months. I was denied unemployment. I've been trying to reapply and it's been the biggest pain in the ass. It's extremely confusing. They make it somewhat impossible for you to reapply. And I was offered a job two weeks ago, uh, working as an emotional support crisis counselor with a company, a nonprofit mental health organization that I was extremely uh, honored to work for. Unfortunately, I got a call yesterday that devastated me, that they took back the job offer and said they can't move forward with employment um, for reasons I won't go into. You know, It was very disappointing. And that news was very shocking to me because I'm not trying to hype myself up here, but I'm extremely qualified. Um, I have my master's, I have my bachelor's, I have work experience, I have personal experience, I have books, and just I thought or I wanted to believe that I had a lot to bring and a lot to offer the world. Because deep inside me ever since I've been growing up, I've always had this itch to share my story to get my word out there, to help inspire, motivate, lead, and encourage others, and I've always wanted to be a leader or a motivational speaker, a self-help development, and I always felt like I was destined for more than I was dealt in this 3D physical life, because growing up, I had it very hard, and I wouldn't take back any of the trials or tribulations I was dealt because... I would say they were more than the average person, so it was forced to kind of build character. And that's what I love about our community. Um, People that have gone through trauma, heartache, grief, loss, who have been continuously hit over the head by life, um, really are the best people I know. They're so sensitive and empathic and loving and kind and... They are deep people who I can actually have meaningful conversations with, right? So, when I heard this news, uh, my heart split in two. I started hysterically crying and I was very triggered. I'm still really upset about this, honestly. It's been not even 24 hours since I was told this, but. I was extremely excited to go back to work after being unemployed. Um, I was looking forward to having income and work for this company where I would be given the opportunity to help people and it would look great on my resume. So personally, now I feel like I'm back to square one. I'm left with nothing again and it's very frustrating and overwhelming because I had this trip planned with my boyfriend and my best friend to celebrate the new job, and I was looking forward to it. So it, it's very disappointing, and I feel somewhat helpless at this point because there's really nothing I can do for the reason that I was denied or they took back and withdrew moving forward. I was supposed to start in a week on February 8th, so it feels like the rug, the metaphorical rug, was slept under my feet. And I don't want to use this episode as something to make you sad or put you in my place where I do feel extremely depressed right now, but I want to kind of use this to motivate both myself and you to turn it around. Because I have so many thoughts going through my head where I've been fighting and struggling to see the bright side of this. And I'll tell you what happened. So yesterday when I found this out, uh, I immediately felt the impulse to start throwing things. Because back when I was in an abusive relationship, and I'd say at my worst, I dealt with my anger by lashing out, not on other people so much, but on myself, where I would throw things and break things. And immediately. My mom came in my room because I was hysterically crying and I screamed at her to leave, leave me alone because oftentimes when we're upset or we're feeling flustered, many of us want to isolate and be alone. So I slammed my door, locked it, locked it because I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel in control of my body and I wanted to throw this um, vase with flowers that Nick gave me. But somehow, I don't know, y'all, self-work, I did not throw the glass, so I was proud of myself there. And I just want to reflect on how far we come without giving ourselves credit or waking up one day and realizing how far we've come. So I sat on my floor and I tried to deep breathe. It felt like the room and my head was spinning. And I had this compulsive thought that I wanted to self-harm. And I'm sure there's a few of you listening who can relate if you used to self-harm. I've gone, I want to say, two or three years without self-harming. Probably the last time I did was 2018, so about three years now. Still can't believe it's 2021. So I got my scissors, which I used to always self-harm with, and I held them against my leg because I didn't want to do it on my arm because there's this embarrassment or shame that comes along with self-harming where some of us will do it in spots where people can see, others will do it in places that are more concealed. But as someone that's in a relationship and sexually active, I knew Nick would be able to see wherever I chose to self-harm. So I was teetering between my stomach and my legs and my upper arms where I used to burn and cut myself. And instead of cutting myself, which I was very tempted to go back there, I decided to do something different this time and reach out for help, and I texted Nick and I said, can you please call me? And I knew he was shoveling, so I was kind of scared because I was getting these thoughts where I wanted to hurt myself, and I didn't trust myself or feel safe because I didn't know what I would do. I was getting thoughts that I wanted to overdose and old thoughts, old patterns, which I'd like to think I've overcome to some extent. So it was kind of discouraging to still have those thoughts. But the thing is, if you've struggled with any sort of um, behavioral disorder or addiction or mental health condition, sometimes we'd like to believe that one day we wake up and it's gone and we may not feel where we were in the past. And that's great. But for me, Uh, for self-harm or suicidal ideation or my eating disorder, the thoughts will come and go. But a measure of our strength isn't necessarily whether we have the thoughts or not, whether we're cleared of the old patterns, but it's whether or not we decide to act on them. And if we can reframe and go a different route than we usually go, typically, historically even. So I reached out to help for Nick and I said to myself, Lauren, I want you to just do nothing until you hear from Nick. So whether that's a minute, 10 minutes, an hour, a day, do nothing until you talk to him. And I feel extraordinarily grateful and blessed that I have someone who is so grounding as my boyfriend, who when I'm feeling unbalanced can kind of balance me out and Yesterday, I felt like I was sinking very rapidly and drowning, and he was my life raft and lifted me back up so I could breathe. And I know many of us aren't blessed to have a person like that to whom we feel safe. Uh, for example, my mom told me, Well, you didn't even start the job, so how could you even be upset about it? And that wasn't validating or helpful or um, supportive whatsoever. It kind of just made me feel worse. So I feel beyond blessed that I have someone like Nick in my life. And I am so sorry to anyone who feels that they don't have that person who kind of lifts them up on their shoulders and carries them through when they're feeling weak. So Nick called and it was kind of humiliating for me as someone that tends to isolate and avoid people because I feel like a burden. It was embarrassing to kind of tell him, I feel unsafe, I'm feeling like I want to hurt myself, and I just feel very sad. And I need someone to sit with me in that sadness. And Nick is a very like logical, analytical person, so naturally it's his response to kind of try to want to fix things. And as someone that's more emotional, and I'm a cancer, y'all, so sensitivity is where it's at, it's not so much helpful for people to tell me things could be worse. It's more helpful for me personally, for someone to just sit in and take in that sadness with me and kind of absorb it, Uh, be kind of like a sponge. So instead of me soaking and uh, leaking everywhere with my sadness, I kind of want someone to kind of hold me with it and just say, this fucking sucks. I'm so sorry. So Yesterday, I was feeling all around crappy, and I'm sure many of you can relate where these thoughts I was having were telling me I'm worthless. My life isn't worth living. I'm useless. I feel like I'm just taking up space. And I had a ton of self defeating thoughts that are still there, telling me that nothing ever works out for me. Every time I get excited over something, I get disappointed. And perhaps you feel this way where anytime you feel happy about something, you feel as if it's removed from you and replaced with sadness or nothing ever works out for you. You feel like a disappointment. You feel like a failure. You feel rejected and it's hard to see the other side. So I had to remind myself that this feeling will pass as all things do. Things come and go and my value isn't determined based on my job title and as easily as this thing came came and went something else will come and i'd like to believe that when one door closes another door opens and i know this is so cliche but the universe cannot exist in a vacuum it constantly wants to fill that empty space and I may not be super happy with the universe right now, honestly, but I do want to trust that this didn't work out because it wasn't meant to be, and something else is better destined for me. And reframing is extremely crucial because it's so easy to sit in our misery and our disappointment and our pain, but that gets us literally nowhere. That's not helpful. And yes, it could be helpful to sit in that and let yourself grieve and cry and be upset. But we have to put a time cap on that because it could be extremely easy to get carried away in our sadness and hours or days go by and look, we're just still feeling like shit. So for me, I have to put a time limit on how long I can kind of feel sorry for myself and stay in that victim mode. And I really want to trust that the universe knows better than I do. Because life isn't fair. And I don't think life is meant to be fair. Life just simply is. It exists. We give meaning to what is good or what is bad. And if any of you have read The Untethered Soul, we know that we are the cause of our own misery because we think, oh, this wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't supposed to be this way. I was supposed to get this relationship. I was supposed to be with this person. I was supposed to, I was supposed to, I was supposed to, when really God knows better for you. And when we start playing God and thinking we know what's best for us in our life, that's when we feel disappointed. And this comes down to self-realization. And this is an expression used in philosophy and spirituality of the fulfillment of oneself, the possibilities of one's character or personality. And self-realization is the fulfillment of one's own potential. And I'm starting to realize that life is going to be full of setbacks and bumps in the road But if we let these setbacks and bumps in the road keep us set back, then we will never live up to our fullest potential. And this is something I've been striving for as I work on my spirituality, as I work on my self-actualization, meaning a man's aspiration to achieve goals and fulfill their own potential, and to know oneself. Both of these are meant to motivate and drive us. And yesterday, I'm not going to lie, I wanted to give up. I had this thought that, oh, well, this is just God telling me I'm better off dead because clearly I'm not meant for anything good. And how stupid and how embarrassing do I feel that I thought I was meant for something better when clearly nothing better is out there for me. And this was a self-defeating thought that I was having. But I... I've overcome so much that I refuse to let this force me to give up because giving up is always an option, but it is always optional and we are never forced to give up, right? I've overcome so much trauma and I've felt the sadness that I'm feeling. I have felt this grief and the loss of something that never even came to existence The loss of something that you've never even experienced could be so much more painful because you keep thinking about the what ifs. Perhaps you had a miscarriage, you lost a baby. That grief of something that never even came into this world is extreme. I can't even begin to imagine. But perhaps, what if this was all part of the plan? I did not come this far to give up on something that is so temporary because when something doesn't work out for us, we have these thoughts that it's always going to be this way and it's not. I know that right now, perhaps I'm unemployed and nothing seems to be working out, but I know this won't last forever. You know, your sadness doesn't last forever. And when we don't know that, that's where we get stuck. But we have to look inside and realize that we have these potentialities. And I know that my mission isn't over. It doesn't end here. Your life, your purpose, your drive, it doesn't end here. And there's a few characteristics of people that are self-actualized. And I know that without struggle, I cannot enjoy or celebrate success. Because these are the peak experiences. These are the moments that we look back and we say, fuck man, I was brave because I hung in there when everything around me was telling me to give up. Can we accept ourselves as we are? Can you experience these moments of disappointment and angst and anger perhaps? And can you accept them for what they are and know that they are just moments? Because not only do self-actualized people fully accept themselves, we also will embrace the moment and people for what they are and be realistic, a sense of realism Rather than being fearful of things that are different or unknown, because it's scary being unemployed. I got to tell you, I don't feel secure. I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable. But the self-actualized individual is able to view life as it unfolds. And it's still unfold unfolding right now. Your life is still unfolding. It does not end here unless you choose for it to. And this is so important because this is part of the spiritual journey. And I apologize for any pauses, but I'm just having so many thoughts and I'm thinking about how I want to word it because this is not fucking planned. I don't come to you with a manuscript and I'm reading off a script, no. Our spiritual awakening happens when we no longer live in this world of self-conflict and self-defeat, but when we let go of our ego, because those thoughts I was having yesterday are 100% ego-based. And I think perhaps if we use our struggle and our strife and our trauma, if we use it as a catalyst for our spiritual awakening, that is when we will have the biggest realizations. That will, will be when we grow the most. The ego is our exclusive sense of self or I. I. The ego tells us we're not good enough, we're a failure, we're a disappointment, we're never going to get anywhere. But when we let go of the ego and tune into our higher self, that's when spirit can arise within. My spirit came to me yesterday and talked to me and it said, listen girl, I know this may suck right now, but this is not permanent. And if you fully lean into and trust me, then I will carry you through the other side. And whether you're spiritual or not, whether you want to see that as God or Jesus taking your hand and carrying you through when all else seems to fail and you feel forgotten and you feel let down. Can you lean on God or the universe or Jesus or yourself, whomever your higher self to carry you through? Because spiritual awareness of reality is beyond this fucking physical world. This physical world isn't set in stone. This physical world is an illusion it's a hallucination. It's not real. And I I definitely feel powerless right now, but I know beyond that powerlessness that perhaps you are feeling too is a deep sense of inner peace and joy and relief. Because I've heard this 3D world is a hologram. And Every single person out there that's listening to this has been there where we feel a lack of self-esteem. We don't love ourselves. We don't feel like we're thriving. We feel like perhaps everything fucking sucks. But a spiritual awakening happens out of a desire for change when we want to be better than we are now, where we may not see the finish line, but we're still running. We know that it's there. And we're better in the sense that we love ourselves and we accept ourselves and we know we are destined to thrive in every possible way it's a desire for a great change to come and we lean into the universe and we say universe i don't know how i'm gonna achieve this goal i don't know how i'm gonna find a job when i've been applying for six months i've applied to over 200 places and i've gotten like five callbacks but i have to know that it's out there for me because if we can think it in our minds, we can hold it in our hands. It exists in that spiritual soul plane, it's only a matter of time before it manifests into this physical plane. And right now, this may seem whatever you're going through, it may seem like you're doomed or you're cursed. But I know for me personally, anytime anything has ever not worked out for me. Those times where maybe you were listening to my podcast back then where I was going on all these dates and I was like, what the fuck universe? Every guy I'm meeting is either ghosting me, rejecting me. I'm not into him. Like, What is going on? You know how grateful I am for that. When something doesn't work out, it may not make sense in the moment. Some things never make sense. But down the line, anytime I've ever felt like one door closed, I felt rejected. I felt defeated. It is such a gift because if it would have worked out with one of those bozos in the past, I'm kind of kidding. um, If it would have worked out with one of those people that didn't align with me, I would have never met my soulmate, love of my life, my best friend, partner in crime, Nick. So we have to just take the leap of faith and trust that the net will appear. There's a quote that says, I'm going to butcher this, but it says something like, everything will work out and if it doesn't work out, it's not the end or something like that. (laughs) So it's not over. It's not the end. It's not. And no person that's ever been enlightened or have reached enlightenment Everything hasn't just gone their way. Life isn't linear. It's not all good. It's not all bad. Recovery or healing, it's not, you know, an uphill path. There's going to be times where we take five steps forward and then we take three steps back. But every time we keep trudging through and overcoming those hurdles, we make it stronger out on the other side. And right now, I may not fully comprehend the situation. I may feel panicked but I have to trust. I'm being called to a higher consciousness, a deeper mental awareness. And I feel like this year has been so hard for not just me, but all of us, whether it's COVID related, whatever, political, social justice related. But maybe these challenges and these difficulties and these hurdles thrown in our way, mark the beginning Of our spiritual path because without experiencing these setbacks and these failures quote-unquote we go throughout life without being conscious and I want to take back using the word failure because absolutely nothing is a failure I don't regret anything because quote-unquote mistakes are just free lessons in the school of life And I am fucking proud of myself. Yesterday showed me how disciplined I am, how much work I've put in, and how much it's paid off. Because, yes, even though I did have those thoughts of hurting myself and just throwing in the towel and giving up, taking the easy way out, I didn't act on it. And that marks a true warrior, that marks a survivor not being in the place I was before. Yesterday, I wanted to just wrap myself up in a cocoon and feel sorry for myself and lonely and isolate. And I was having all these thoughts. I even ignored Nick for how many hours. But then I said, you know what? I'm going to do the opposite of what I would typically do in the past. And what I wanted to do is just ignore Nick for whatever reason. (laughs) So I FaceTimed him. I was like, babe, please call me. And I was like, honestly, I wanted to ignore you and just isolate and feel sorry for myself and weep and mope in my misery. But I decided to call you because that's the opposite of what I wanted to do. And that is what marks how far you've come is when you're having these temptations or these habits you would typically turn on for self-soothing and comfort, and you do the opposite because you know that that's not getting you anywhere. You know you're not better from the place that you would react in a child scared, ego fearful way. And all you need is that desire to come into alignment with your higher self, with your own being. And dissolve the illusion that you are separate from oneness. Spiritual awakening is a slow, gradual process. But you have to understand that your existence goes far beyond the confines of what your mind can comprehend. And I'm going to end this here. And I'm going to end it with taking a deep breath. Hang in there, my love. Life is hard sometimes but I have always been so grateful for the hard times because they have taught me to appreciate the little things in life. We cannot truly appreciate life unless we've been in the depths of darkness and despair, and we will get through it together. Thank you for listening. Leave me your questions, your comments, or so suggestions on Subwitches Podcast on Instagram like, share, subscribe, leave a comment. Thank you so, so much for listening. I love you, my warrior. Have a wicked day.